And with that, another year passes, and we are now into the glorious year of 2022. A year which seems so far away, but now it seems so present. And since we are now in 2022, let's actually go back and look at some of the interesting things of 2021. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well and hope you're excited for a very cool retrospective on some of the coolest things in television, anime, and movies of 2021. But before that, let me actually explain what Spyrokin is if you're joining us for the first time. Spyrokin, or some podcasts and bang reviews about connectly enhanced narratives, is a geeky podcast where we talk about various nerdy topics. Since this is our overview, this is where we're going to be covering several topics from movies, animes, and video games. And some other things as well. But if you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can check them out at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Pandora, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you find us one way or the other. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. And if you like what you hear, support our Patreon to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. There are four tiers you could choose from and tons of different rewards for those tiers. From something simple as just a thank you on the podcast to having creative control over what topics I actually speak about. To find out more, go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin or sparkin.com forward slash patreon to find out more so with this review of 2021 we're going to break it down into four episodes each one covering a different aspect of 2021 and this first one we start off with something simple something easy we're going to be doing television shows some are really fun some are terrible and some of them are just really rough so we're breaking it down into outstanding shows mediocre shows or disappointing shows We'll let you know how they are as we get through them. So actually, let's get started. This is all stuff from 2021 that Greta and I had watched and things we had talked about. Starting in January, there were three big shows that came out that were really awesome. First off, we had Resident Alien, an adaptation of the famous TV show. We talked about the majority of the first season on Television Tuesday on how Alan Tudyk did an amazing job adapting this film noir-esque story about an alien who crash lands to Earth and all the weirdness behind that. We had the first of the MCU TV shows, WandaVision, coming out, which focused on Wanda and Vision in their home in idyllic New Jersey. Gotta say, it was a very fun ride and some very crazy things happened, including Agatha Harkness being introduced into the MCU. Now, the third thing that we had was a TV show called The Hustler. Now, this is was a new game show where one person is pretending to be someone else and everybody has to figure out who that liar is. It was pretty intriguing, pretty engaging. However, I do have to admit, Craig Ferguson gave it a little bit of a nice panache to it, and it was pretty fun. Also, fun fact, uh, the first episode of Season 2, Sean Russell of Anime 3000 was on the... F- episode kind of cool to see that but he was not the hustler unfortunately so he got kicked out rather early first one kicked out and then finally we have the most disappointing thing of january and i've got to say for me that was the show call me cat it's an adaptation of the uk show miriam which this version stars mayim balik as a 30 something single lady who owns a cat cafe and is trying to find love while acting very cat lady-ish it Seemed intriguing, and I like uh, Mayim Balik, but Bialik, but yeah, it was just, it did not 
settle super well. But that's just me. Greta loved that show. She thought it was amazing. I just, it was a little disappointing for me. I expected more from the show. It just felt very single camera-esque, nothing new to the table. Anyway, next we have February of 2021, where we had Young Rock. The story about Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a child. This is very similar to Young Chris and all these other shows. And I've got to say, it is cool to see this biographical interpretation of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's journey to becoming the people's champion. And then we had Superman Lois, the long-awaited new Arrowverse show about Lois and Clark raising twins. This one started out really innovative, and they had done something different. You had some interesting new characters, including, quote-unquote, Captain Luther, who turned out to actually be John Henry Irons, an alternate version of Lois's husband. You had tons of different abilities, and then you had the twins, one being normal and the other one having anxiety issues little inventive and fun and a nice twist for the CW verse, but I have to admit I'm starting to get burnt out on the CW just a little bit with their Arrowverse. I think it was done once Arrow ended, but that's just me. But still, I enjoyed the first season. I'm excited for season two. Now, into March, we're going to start off with our outstanding. The outstanding one is definitely Invincible. This is the second adaptation of Robert Kirkman's work, first one being Walking Dead, Invincible is an adaptation of his superhero comic about the son of Omni-Man becoming a superhero while also finding out that Omni-Man, the greatest hero in the world, is actually an evil alien trying to control Earth for an invasion force. And it is violent, it is twisted, but it's also a family story. The first episode is so, like, it seems so happy because it's, Mark and his dad just hanging out, learning about his powers. And then that stinger with that twist is so horrifying. Like, this show's awesome. And Invincible was outstanding for the month, definitely. Then we had Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is now Captain America and Winter Soldier. If you watch the episode, we talked about every single episode on our Television Tuesday, if you want to hear our thoughts on that. And then there was Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the sequel TV show to the Mighty Ducks franchise. Which had, well, let's be honest, it was okay. Wasn't great, wasn't terrible. The fact that they brought Emilio Estevez was a nice touch, but he's not coming back for season two. And then we have, of course, Lorelai Gilmore, for those of you who are unaware of who that is. Lauren Graham playing the mom, and she did an outstanding job with that. I just, well, yeah, it was okay. Just, it's not hooked onto super amazing, it's just Okay, just passes. Then in April, the show that everyone is talking about and got tons of people reading about Lee Bardot, talking about Shadow and Bones, the adaptation of the young adult novel series. That was released. Greta binged the whole show. She really likes it. I actually have not seen it yet. I've heard good things, though. Then in May 2021, we had the good, the bad, and the meh. First off with the good, we had... The Bad Batch. Yes, the Star Wars clone trooper saga about that group of genetic defects who have escaped clone trooper protocol order 66, the destruction of all Jedi because of their genetic mutations and seeing all that happening. The first season introduced a new character who is the um, POV character, Omega, a new female clone of Jango Fett, but it all worked out. It was a fun ride. The series was well done, and we had all of it on TV Tuesday. 
Next, we had MODOK, M-O-D-O-K. Yes, uh, a Marvel animated show starring Patton Oswalt as the evil Marvel villain as he deals with the corporate takeover of AIM and his impending divorce. This was clever, different. It had tons of characters you did not expect happening. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg played Pancake, a D-list villain who was at the bar with no name. And I was like, oh my God, that's dedication. It was a lot of fun. It was very strange and a little perverse, but it's Modoc, so you gotta go with that. You had the Friends reunion. Yes, they met up for the first time in 25 years, and, well, if you're a fan of Friends, you will love it. It's one part reunion, one part a segment from another show. Felt a little disjointed, but I thought it was good. It was it was tons of callbacks, and also seeing them interact with each other after so many years was very positive. Now we have the one which is unfortunately our disappointing, and that is Jupiter's Legacy. This is based on an indie comic about second generation heroes dealing with the sins of their f- previous generation. This show looked like it had it all. It was a good adaptation, but unfortunately it's disappointing because it got cancelled really bad. There's going to be no season two, and it left on a really bad cliffhanger, so there's that. Next, we have June of 2021. In this one, we had three shows that were outstanding, and one which was kind of interesting. I digress. First off, the outstanding show is Loki. Yes, the famed MCU villain finally gets his own TV show. Kind of, because this is not our standard Loki. This is Loki who is from the Marvel Endgame, the one who escaped with the Tesseract. So this is this introduction of him into the TVA, the creation of the multiverse. We get an introduction to Nathaniel Richards, a.k.a. the One Beyond, or Kang the Conqueror. And we get variants galore. Gotta say that fight sequence where Alligator Loki bites off President Loki's arm is hysterical, and I still love that. You want to hear that? All of that is in our TV Tuesday notes. Next, we had the Mysterious Benedict Society, which is an adaptation of the children's book series where four kids help stop an evil twin from ruining the world with their gifts. Strange, bizarre, but kind of heartwarming, and I can't wait to see the sequel. We had uh, Lizzie's Story, which is the adaptation of the Stephen King book. Pretty good adaptation. That is on Apple TV if you want to check that out. And then finally, we had Sweet Tooth. This is another based on an indie comic about Antlered Boy dealing with the post-apocalypse world. There's lots of buzz about this one. And it was okay. Some things were not great, but some things were... Then to June of 2021, where we had the positives and the minuses. And let's actually get with first our disappointing of the, of the month. Yes, there was two disappointings. First off, we had... Monsters at Work, a TV sequel to Monsters, Inc. with a new cast of characters that were designed to be the ones who fix Monsters, Inc. And one of the main characters wants to become a scarer because he loves it and now he's relegated to fixing stuff. So they're janitors, essentially. It seemed like a cool premise. You had uh, Gabriel Iglesias in a cameo in one episode as Mike Wazowski's evil twin. But overall... Eh, it was just disappointing. I it, it let me down quite a bit. The next one is the Patrick Star Show. It's a spinoff of SpongeBob SquarePants starring Patrick. But in the first episode, SpongeBob appears for a third of it. So it's kind of useless. And it's just bizarre and strange. Uh, yeah, this was 
pretty bad. This is like Uncle Grandpa bad, I think, in my in my opinion. You had the Turner and Hooch TV show, sequel to the Tom Hanks movie from the 80s. This w- was canceled, wasn't great. You had Centaur World, which is a musical about a war horse who ends up going into a world filled with centaurs. This is Steven Universe meets Centaurs meets Adventure Time. There are tons of followers now. A lot of people really like it. If you're into that, you can enjoy it. I was just like, okay, this is a little like My Little Pony and Adventure Time mixed together. It's okay, not great. And then we had Masters of the Universe Revelations, Kevin Smith's take on He-Man, which was split into two parts. Part one was in July. Part two was in November. This gave us action, adventure, and it put Tila in the center stage. A lot of internet buzz about this because people were really pissed off that He-Man was taken out of the show when it's called Master of the Universe. But it's called Master of the Universe, and Tila is one of them, so I don't hate hate it. Now we're into August 2021, and we had a couple of shows that were very talked about. First off, we had Cooking with Paris. Yes, Paris Hilton got a cooking show. Oh, God, why? But... Actually, apparently, it was really popular. You had Reservation Dogs, which is a show about Native American teens dealing with their world, trying to move out of their reservation. It has a mostly all-Indigenous cast and crew. It's clever, and it's very different. If you want to check this out, it's on Hulu right now. You had Only Murders in the Building, which is also on Hulu. It's about three crime podcast enthusiasts who start their own podcast after there's a murder in their building, so they're trying to solve the murder. This is starring Steve Martin and Martin Short, and it's got twists, it's got turns, and it has some great chemistry in it. I will say Martin Short has learned from his mistakes, and he is calmed down. You had Nine Perfect Strangers, about nine people who go to a retreat where some very shady things happen. Melissa McCarthy playing it straight, and she does a really good job in this. This proves that she can be a good actress. But I digress, so let's get to the next show, which is Marvel's new TV show, What If, the newest installment in the MCU. A MCU multiverse show that showed various different What If scenarios based on the comic series, where What If X happened, like What If Captain Carter happened, What If T'Challa became a Star-Lord, What If Thor was a Dude, bro, all these happen, and there are some great episodes. The letdown was the zombie episode, but I think that there were some great elements to that, and I'm excited to see that spin off this year into Marvel Zombies. But that's for 2022, not 2021. So then we get into September of 2021, and some more stuff happened. First off, we had Doogie Kamealoha, MD, which is a remake of Doogie Howser, MD, the first four episodes were shot-for-shot shot remakes. They changed some things to modernize it, so instead of a payphone, he has, she has a cell phone. Instead of it being in the middle of the suburbs, it's in Hawaii. And there are a couple other little things, but it's a remake of the show, which is kind of endearing because it's for a new generation, but it's also, I would like to have seen something a little more original. But, again, digress. Then we had Star Wars Visions, which is the most outstanding thing we had, which is um, a bunch of anime studios, including Studio Trigger, Studio Sorrow. They got to make Star Wars shorts. And 
hopefully we get a season two of that. That was my favorite thing of this season. So now we have some of the rough things. We had Why the Last Man, which was the adaptation of the comic by Brian K. Vaughn, was canceled after one season. I tried giving this show a chance. Unfortunately, it seems very mean-spirited as opposed to the graphic novel. They did update some things, which were a nice change. However, there were some very mean-spirited elements to it that just left a sour taste in your mouth. That's why it got canceled, and I don't really see it being readapted. I think this is it. It's done. You had NCIS Hawaii, which is just NCIS in Hawaii. Yep, they have no idea what to do. Then you had Ordinary Joe, which actually has a very interesting concept. It's similar to Sliding Doors, but you're following one man's journey through three different timelines where one choice changes everything. It's one man during what he does after college or high school is what changes everything. Either he joins the army, he joins the police force, or he goes to college and becomes a pothead. And he's three different gentlemen. It shows how everything changes based on this one choice. Kind of cool. And it makes you think. You had Alter Ego, which is a horrible singing show with bad digital avatars. This was our disappointment of the month. It was really crappy. Because you see what the person looks like. It's not like in Mass Singer where you don't see the person till they're revealed. This one, you see them. The judges just don't see them. They just see their avatar. It was lazily done and honestly should be canceled. You had the adaptation of the sci-fi novel by Isaac Asimov Foundation. It's on it. Amazon Plus, and also you had Scenes from a Marriage, which is a remake of the Swedish TV show. Both of them are Apple TV, and a lot of people are talking about it. And then finally, if you are a Netflix fan, there is Midnight Mass, which was a vampire show on an island. Dark, twisted, and I gotta say, this should have been a movie, because it was so well done. Unfortunately, if you are a fan of Cats, well, this is a very sad show. For that reason. Well, I'm not spoiling anything else. But if you're a horror fan, watch it. So now let's get into October of 2021. Now we're into some of the weirdest things. Including an adaptation of This is the Biggest Disappointment of the Month. It's I Know What You Did Last Summer. The remake of the story. More than based on the novel than the 1990s movie. They added a bunch of new characters. The whole premise is the parents are now in on it. It's a crap show. It's really a crappy show. I hope it doesn't get picked up again. Anyway, you had Chucky, the sequel to the Child's Play series. Now Chucky gets picked up by a kid where he's trying to groom him to be a potential serial killer while dealing with some other elements in his past. You had some of the original cast comes back. Uh, yeah, Chucky doesn't work as a, as a series, I don't think. That's my opinion. It doesn't work as a series. It should be just movies. You had One of Us is Lying, based on the YA novel, the same name. Again, lots of buzz on that. You had Dope Sick, which is a TV miniseries about the opioid crisis. This one is fascinating and disturbing as well. Especially if you've ever taken pain medication, this is one you should definitely check out. It is on Hulu as well. And no, I am not being sponsored by Hulu, just a lot of good shows are on Hulu and Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, we had Inside Job, which is a hilarious animated show starring Christian Slater about Cognito Inc., the secret organization that actually sets up all of the conspiracies throughout the world, like the fact that they're actually mole people and that were run by a president and a president that's a robot and various other things. It's funny, it's witty, it's strange. There's some really crazy shit that happens in it. And I gotta say, 
tons of callbacks that are great. I think that episode two and three made me laugh so hard. Anyway, uh, last but not least, we had CSI Vegas, which is just CSI in Vegas. Yeah, I think CSI and NCIS should just die at this point. We've seen enough of them. Just be done with the procedural shows. They've, they've been done to death. Do something different. Next, we have November 2021. November 2021, we had... Well, let's get with the disappointment out of the way first. And This one hurt so bad. The live-action adaptation of one of my favorite anime series of all times, Cowboy Bebop, yes. Starring John Cho, Musafar Shakir, and Danielle Pineda, they are really well cast in the show. I think it, there's some really good elements about it. However, they chose to make Vicious one of the major villains in all anime, one of the most famed villains who's someone who, the less you know about him, the more scary he is. They threw everything about him immediately up front, so you knew him when he became less scary. Vicious became whiny and just, it was bad. There are some good elements to it. I would have loved to have seen a, a season two to see if they could have fixed a lot of the errors. Like, a lot of people are really pissed off about Ed, who shows up in the last minute of the last episode. And this is her first gig. Don't give her shit, because she just started out. Give her a chance to show her chops before you give her shit. I mean, this could this could be like... The Jake Lloyd thing where Jake Lloyd never worked again because he became so stressed out. Kids don't deserve that. So yeah, Bebop was the disappointment of the month. Now into some of the other things that happened. You had Blade Runner Black Lotus, which was an animated show set in the Blade Runner universe. Pretty good. Hitmonkey, based on the character from the Marvel comics. It's about a monkey that's being helped by a possessed hitman or a dead hitman to get revenge on the death of his family. It's weird, it's strange, and it's... Yeah, it's just weird and strange. That's all. We're going to leave it at that. Yeah, Dogs in Space, a Netflix animated original that's about a bunch of dogs who've been enhanced to be able to speak, and they are trying to find new homes for their masters. Think Star Trek meets cute dogs. It's kind of childish, but there's tons of callbacks to other sci-fi properties, and it's a little witty. Not as good as Inside Job, but it's pretty fun. Then you had Hawkeye, based on the Matt Fraction run of the Hawkeye series. This is the new MCU film. And finally, Clint Barton gets a property of his own, and it's great to see uh, Jeremy Renner actually get to flesh out Hawkeye so much. Also, we get Kate Bishop, who shows up, and, well, it's been a, it's been a month, so I could spoil it. Wilson Fisk comes back. Yes, Vincent D'Onofrio is now officially in the MCU. So we have him in the MCU and we have Charlie Cox in the MCU. This is going to be great and awesome and amazing. So last two we have are The Shrink Next Door, which is based on the real story of Isaac Hershikoff, a shrink that manipulated his patients to insane degrees, using them for profit and for personal gain. It's starring Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. It's The story was so fascinating when it happened in New York. I have to admit that Hearing about it being made into a fictional story made me want to check it out a little more. So if you have a chance, check that out. Then finally, we have The Wheel of Time, the adaptation of Robert Jordan's fantasy opus. of his 14 books. This is the first one. And how was the first season? Well, I think Greta and I are going to have a, a good talk about the show on our TV Tuesday. But you're going to have to wait for that. But 
I liked it. I thought it was well done. There's some things I would have changed, including fridging one character, but I digress. Spoilers. And then finally, in December of 2021, the last of the TV shows we're going to get to is... First off, the biggest disappointment, and just like that, yes, the Sex and the City adaptation with no Samantha. Um, They're trying to bring Carrie and her two friends into the modern day, and yeah, it does not work. Um, I watched this with Greta. She did not like this. I did not like this. They seem to be going for an audience which doesn't exist anymore, and what they're doing really doesn't work. Overall, just like that is really disappointing, especially the opening sequence and what happens. Making, but again, that's a rant for another day. Next, we had um, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, the movie made after the series was canceled. Yes, it's a TV movie that you can see on the Roku channel. It kind of wraps things up. It's pretty depressing. Got some great songs. So, yeah. So, Zoe, we get one last video thing with her. Wasn't bad. And then last and not least, the last thing to come out, the Book of Boba Fett. Yes, Disney Plus has introduced a TV series about one of the coolest Star Wars characters ever, Boba Fett, clone of Jango Fett. And we learn about his backstory, about what happened after he fell into the Sarlacc. And more importantly than that, we see him as he's taken over Jabba's throne to rule Tatooine with an iron fist and a jetpack, maybe? We're going to have to see. There's been one episode out so far, and excited to see where it goes. And with that, we have finished all of the TV shows for 2021, our thoughts on them. So with that in mind, we're actually going to be cutting it off here, and this is going to be part one of a four-part series of 2021 review. We'll get to the rest later. If you have any questions, you can email me personally at zayanspirecon.com. Let me know what shows you watched and what you thought about the ones we talked about. Let me know, and as usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep watching TV. See you later.